The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show Halloween special that just really isn't so special. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, I mean, it's more disappointing just for me because I knew what I originally intended. And uh, oh well. Anyway, uh, of course, it's 2020. Uh, there was a pandemic. Remember, <laughs> two hurricanes. Uh, the murder hornets have made a reappearance, so that, that's still a thing, I guess. Um, and uh, there's an asteroid. Apparently, it's going to hit right before the election or on the day of the election. I can't remember. Um, but it's only the size of a refrigerator, they say. But, of course, that's fine. But if it hits anywhere near where you are, it's going to be pretty devastating. Any An object that size coming in at that speed, uh, that's going to be pretty bad. Uh, so... Hopefully it'll just go into the ocean. Or it'll just skim across the atmosphere and go about its way. Who knows, but uh, it just, you know, of course there's an asteroid. <laughs> so, yeah, the election will be soon upon us um, after this Halloween. And then the real spook show begins. Um, I suspect there'll be riots no matter what. And uh, it's all very terrible. But... Uh, of course, I'm hoping Trump wins. Uh, going by polling data, he can't. But, uh, boy, it's just <laughs> that doesn't mean jack squat in a lot of ways. Uh, but it, it, if there's enough pockets here and there, uh, you can get the numbers. And, of course, shenanigans. I mean, the whole mail-in voting system slapped that on in the uh, even late into the election year, really. Uh, and uh, to deal with th this, uh, supposedly you're deathly ill, but you can go to the grocery store and all that. I mean, no. Uh, and so you can't vote in person and uh, convince a lot of people, apparently. Funny how after the last debate, apparently one of the trending searches was, is there a way I can change my vote after I mailed it in? <laughs> so I, I wonder what it was that upset them. Yeah. So... Uh, in some ways, God get it over with and other ways dreading it, you know, because uh, um, if the Democrats lose in this, uh, they can continue. If the Republicans lose, I there's a lot of things going here. And with the, the as far as they went this time with uh, the violence and everything like that, and just not even lying. Yes, but not even really trying to make it convincing. It's just, you know, uh, it's really nasty. And that's why there's always talk of civil war. And uh, it, it, it it's not an exaggeration. I think there's grounds for it coming. And you have to remember when you look back in history, well, when nations fell apart or there were revolutions and stuff like that, 
It didn't require everybody. It was actually a small handful of people uh, forced that thing, and then it spreads. Um, so, gee, I hate to be so scary, but it is Halloween, so... <laughs> Uh, hopefully, oh, it just blows over. But I think after this, there will be huge movements uh, of grabs for power and the idea that uh, the Republican Party can make a comeback later on. I don't I think that's the beginning of the end for the Republican Party. And this will be a one party uh, nation. And that's the goal. Um, so because it's already spoken about the packing the court type of thing. So, oh, well, if the Republicans get in, they can, yeah, they're going to look to ways to prevent that. <laughs> if they can steal this election, do you think they're going to just stop there? No. And um, so, yeah, pack the court, uh, eliminate the filibuster and all that sort of stuff. Because, uh, yeah, they eliminated the, uh, you know, the, the percentages of the, the 60 votes you needed for confirmations and whatnot. Uh, the, the, the nuclear option that they did so they could force their own when they were in power. Uh, and then the Republicans kind of go, well, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to use it. <laughs> so, so that's why you, you got to end it to where they can never take back power because they will use their own tools against them. And so that's, you know, uh, but, uh, but, but it's, it's democracy. Is it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, this would involve forcing people to do what they don't want to do. And that's where it blows up. And you can only do so much violence. And this is all in the blue states and the blue cities. And they're able to get away with that because the authorities there will, will uh, you know, won't prosecute and all this sort of stuff. Um, but eventually it's going to spill over into areas where people aren't going to put up with that. And then the. You know, the first shot goes. Well, it's already been quite a bit of shooting, but I mean, the actual war begins, and it's that that is an, a possibility. Um, but then again, maybe it just blows over. The taxes will go up, and then uh, another Republican comes in, and we'll be fine. But uh, I don't think so. Uh, Trump really turned over the apple cart and discovered that all the apples were rotten, um, and. Um, so that's why there's, you know, it's like you got things like Lincoln Project and stuff like that. Well, that yeah, there's a lot of Republicans allied with Democrats to do this man in. And uh, that's that's that. And they also want to make an example of him, despite the job he did. The, the deal of Trump is very simple. The man is an arrogant asshole. He's so full of himself, it's off-putting. But he's not the villain. And he actually did a very good job. I was hesitant to vote for him the last time. I'm not now. And uh, on the numbers and by the, the, the merits and the details of the job, he did it more than probably any president in my lifetime. Uh, people refer to Reagan, but even Reagan didn't quite achieve this. Um, so uh, it's also a danger to the political class because here's a man who came from outside of it completely and uh, performed better than they did. I mean, even after this COVID, uh, you know, the, the recent GDP numbers, and it's just it shows you that, yeah, we could bounce back rather quickly. Um, some industries won't. I mean, the, the, the movie theater industry, boy, I mean, and, and it, <laughs> the whole entertainment industry supports Democrats, and they, they slit your throat. <laughs> I don't know if that can come back. It certainly, I don't, a lot of them can't. 
not like it was. There will be certain areas you just will not have movie theaters anymore for a while anyway. If they can make it come back and someone wants to put the money in that, and then, yeah, okay. But even the, the studios and the companies are already saying we're going to – they're putting all our attention on streaming. So what does that tell you, you know? So – it's uh, it's strange how that works out because the entertainment industry is completely blue. It's completely Democrat. So, oh, well, <laughs> uh, there's a lesson to learn there. But can you learn it? I don't think so. So um, I hope for the best, but expect the worst. That's pretty much I've always been a pessimistic guy. So <laughs> I don't know. I hear a lot of things that looks pretty convincing that Trump can pull it out. And uh, maybe even get the, get his landslide, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. In the meantime, here's the Halloween special. I couldn't do the audio plays I wanted to do. So pretty much what I've been doing through the month, you get another episode of Perhaps But Maybe Not. And, of course, those will continue throughout the Nelson Show, no matter what month or day it is, because that's just Perhaps But Maybe Not, and they're always creepy stories anyway. And then for our special, well, once again, Night Night had to swing in and save the day. So I managed to come up with an idea and I put it together rather, rather, relatively quickly. And it's the idea is that this will be chapter one in a year long story <laughs> to spoof uh, Batman the Long Halloween. This was a special comic book series done some time ago. Uh, it's gotten some amount of attention lately because it's uh, seen as being at least one of the main influences for the currently in production movie, The Batman, with uh, directed by Matt Reeves and starring uh, Robert Pattinson and all that. Um, and so it certainly seems to be it's going to be a murder mystery is the point of the story. And, uh, you know, there's a cast of potential suspects and all that. And that looks to be the case. Plus, there were some scenes. It looks like they're having a Halloween party. So the long Halloween, it begins on Halloween and it continues where each holiday of the following year, there's a new murder. And the killer is using holidays as a, a time and a theme for himself. For the killings or herself if you read the book you understand why i said that <laughs> uh but this uh loosely based don't think that this is exactly adapted it's not <laughs> and basically a murder uh happens uh on halloween in this night night story and so there you go you'll, you'll get that so happy halloween and hopefully i can do a better special uh next year You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. The day of doom is coming. Your blood will turn white. Your face will turn green. Your eyeballs will pop with pressure. Because our Tuesday shows the living end. Forge your strength. Take a shot. You're going to need an awful lot. When you see our shocker pictures, so terrified that it is easier to die than to live. Come if you must, but make your wills. Say your goodbyes, for soon you may be up in the skies. Tuesday is coming to me. Where could I get a shirt like that? 
<laughs> oh, you need only look at the Mr. Nelson stores and shops. Stores and shops? You mean there's more than one? That's right. You see, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where there's all sorts of hats and shirts and sweaters and other good things like that with all kinds of Nelson art. And of course, the Mr. Nelson show logo. Or you can head over to Society6 for the other Mr. Nelson store where there again, more articles and apparel and other nice little things with Nelson art all over them. And last but not least, you can head to the Teespring store, the Mr. Nelson shop, where, yes, you guessed it, more Nelson shirts and mugs and stickers and other great cool things of Nelson art all there for you. So, of course, the choice is yours. The stores are many. So look up Mr. Nelson stores and Mr. Nelson shop at Society6Zazzle.com and Teespring.com. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, well, don't. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Did the ghosts of the Doom Flight 401 haunt the airline? Perhaps, but maybe not. In the 70s, tales of strange and mysterious ghostly apparitions flew around the USA and the rest of the airline world. Passengers, cabin crew, pilots, flight engineers, even top airline executives all claimed to have seen something on board certain aircraft. But before we begin this day, we must go back to December 29th, 1972, on board Eastern Airlines Lockheed L-1011, as it descended towards Miami after its flight from New York, John F. Kennedy Airport. The mood on board Flight 401 was upbeat. 163 passengers and 13 crew members were looking forward to enjoying New Year in the Florida sunshine. The four-month-old L-1011 N-310EA was the pride of the airline's fleet. The TriStar, as the aircraft was known, was one of the most modern and technologically advanced of its day. The flight from JFK had been uneventful, but as the crew prepared for landing the first and a chain of events occurred which would eventually lead to the loss of 101 lives. First officer, Albert Stockstill, was instructed to lower the landing gear. Alarmingly, the crew noticed that not all of the wheel indicator lights had turned green. Captain Robert Bob Loft believed that it was just a faulty light bulb. Stockstill struggled to remove the bulb while flight engineer Donald Don Repo went down into the avionics bay, or hellhole as it was referred to, situated below the flight deck to visually check if the gear was down. As the pilots attempted to resolve the issue, they failed to notice that the autopilot had disengaged and they were now slowly descending towards the Florida Everglades. The TriStar was traveling at 227 miles per hour when it slammed into the alligator-infested swamp just outside of Miami. Many of the passengers were killed instantly and those that did survive faced an agonizing wait for rescuers to reach the crash site. First Officer Stockstill died upon impact, 
but both Repo and Loft survived the initial crash. Repo was rushed to the hospital, but later succumbed to his injuries. Tragically, rescue was too slow coming for Captain Loft, who died at the scene. The subsequent investigation into the crash cited pilot error as the main cause. The crew failed to monitor the altitude as they tried in vain to deal with the undercarriage problem. Tragically, it was later revealed that the noise wheel had indeed been locked in place, and it was the bulb that was faulty. Although the majority of N310EA was destroyed, certain parts such as the galley were salvageable. Eastern and Lockheed agreed that these parts could be reused and fitted into other Tristars on the production line. One such aircraft was N318EA. As the weeks and months passed, strange goings-on began to occur. JFK Airport 1973, and an Eastern Airlines TriStar was boarding for its flight down to Miami. Traveling that boarding was one of the airline's vice presidents. As a VIP passenger, he was allowed onto the aircraft first and made his way to the first-class cabin. As he moved toward his seat, he noticed a company captain in full uniform and went over to have a chat. During the ensuing conversation, he suddenly realized he was speaking to Bob Loft. The apparition quickly disappeared, and the vice president rushed off to find a crew member, terrified that it could be an omen, that something would happen to this aircraft. A search of the plane was carried out before any passengers boarded, but there was no sign of the mystery captain. A few months later, back at JFK, a crew boarding the same aircraft were surprised to see Loft already on board. They apparently chatted to the ghost, not realizing who he was before he vanished right before their eyes. The flight was later canceled as the crew were too shaken to operate. On board the L-1011, flight engineers would usually arrive at the aircraft before the other crew to carry out their pre-flight checks. This particular day, a flight engineer was stunned to see an Eastern Second Officer already sat in his seat. He immediately recognized him as Don Repo, and the apparition said to him, you don't need to worry about the pre-flight. I've already done it, before disappearing right before his eyes. Some weeks later, another captain was checking the instruments before a flight from Miami to Atlanta. Staring him right in the face was the unmistakable outline of Repo's face. The captain claimed he distinctly heard the words, There will never be another crash on an L-1011. We will not let it happen. During a flight from Atlanta to Miami, on board in 3180A, the flight deck crew were enjoying their meal as they cruised at 39,000 feet. Suddenly, there was a loud knocking coming from the hell hole. By now, the ghostly stories had been circulating around the company and the crew were reluctant to look. But the knocking continued. And as the flight engineer opened the hatch, he was horrified to see the face of Don Repo staring back at him. Terrifyingly, this was where the engineer had been when Flight 401 had crashed. And it wasn't just flight crews who saw the ghostly going apparitions. On one occasion, several caterers loading in 318EA for its next flight were seen rushing off the jet and refused to get back on. When asked why, they all stated that they had seen a flight engineer stood in the forward galley before vanishing right before their eyes. Passengers also reported strange occurrences. A woman sat next to an eastern pilot. 
who, she said, looked ill, called a stewardess only for the pilot to disappear. Another lady summoned a crew member as she was concerned about the unresponsive pilot sat next to her. The man once again disappeared, leaving the passenger hysterical. After these incidents, both women were shown pictures of the deceased 401 flight crew. Both identified Don Repo as the crew member they had seen. So far, the majority of the reports of spooky goings-ons and ghostly sightings had been swiftly swept under the garbage by Eastern. What airline would want passengers thinking that their aircraft were haunted by dead flight crew who perished on board the pride of their fleet? Although the airline had point-blankly refused to believe the spooky stories, the sightings were all reported to the Independent Flight Safety Foundation, who later commented, The reports were given by experienced and trustworthy pilots and crew. We consider them significant. Eastern went on to warn employees that they could face dismissal if they were caught spreading the ghost story. Flight 903 had just taken off from JFK en route to Mexico City. Stewardess Faye Merriweather was in the galley, preparing the meals for the passengers. As she reached for the handle of the oven door, she was horrified to see the face of Don Repo staring back at her. Not one to panic, she briskly made her way to the front to get another stewardess and the aircraft's engineer to come with her to take a look. Sure enough, when they returned... Repo's face still stared out from the oven, although now it looked like he was trying to say something. Suddenly, all three clearly heard the apparition mutter the words, Watch out for fire in this plane. The flight reached Mexico City safely, but on the return leg, problems began with the aircraft's starboard engine. After an inspection, the aircraft was cleared for takeoff. But as the plane climbed away, the engine failed and backfired several times. It was quickly shut down before it caught fire and they returned to the airport. Thankfully, no one was hurt during the incident, but the crew were understandably very shaken after what they had seen in the oven door. As the sightings became more and more frequent, rumors circulated that pilots and crew refused to fly on the L-1011s that had parts of the doomed jet fitted. Paranormal investigators requested numerous times to be allowed on board the aircraft to see if anything could be recorded. The airline continually refused. However, all of the salvaged parts from 401 were later removed from the suspect jets. The ghosts of Bob Loft and Don Repo were never seen again. But their haunting words to protect Eastern's L-1011 fleet came true. In the years after the crash, until the airline's closure, there were no further fatal crash on board the TriStar fleet. Whether you believe in ghosts or not, it is quite nice to think that those dedicated pilots may have kept the rest of the TriStar fleet safe. N31 ADEA later went on to fly for Hong Kong carrier Cathay Pacific and Eastern Airlines was consigned to the history books when they ceased operations in 1991. But the stories of the ghosts of Flight 401 still circulate today. So the next time you find yourself sitting on board a plane and you feel a chill before asking the cabin crew to turn the heating up, take a look around. And if you see someone sitting in a pilot's uniform, be sure to take a closer look. It could well be the ghosts of Captain Robert Love or 2nd Officer Don Repo, keeping watch and making sure your flight arrives safely. So, 
Was this only a series of bizarre tales spun by delusional flight crews of the 70s? Or was this evidence of the ghosts of dead pilots acting as guardian angels for an airline? Perhaps, but maybe not. Great displays of vanity, Night Night. What's that you're wearing? Why, it's the Night Night t-shirt, Bobo. Well, where'd you get that? Well, I got it at the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com. There you can find your Night Night t-shirts and other products that Mr. Nelson provides. Huh, look at this one. It shows you staring at the flying pig's butt. <laughs> Shut up, Bobo, damn it. <sighs> Anyway, folks, if you want your night-night t-shirt, head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com and order your night-night shirt today. One Halloween night within the district of old Gothicville of Cityopolis, we find the front door to the home of businessman Bert Crotchsweck. All right. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Damn it. All this trouble over this stupid fault are all about candy and what? What? Oh, no! A, a flaming bag! I've got to stamp it out before the fire spreads! <coughs> oh, no! It's full of dog poo! Bold Damn it! You. Wait, <laughs> what? what's that sound? Suddenly, a massive explosion erupts from the bag of flaming dog poo, sending crutch sweat smashing back into his own front door. Soon, all is silent except for the taunting, mocking tones of a small recording within the still flaming bag of dog poo. Sergeant Bullocks, what do we got? Well, wet one. Uh, we got Crotch Sweat's leg up in uh, the tree in his front yard, and his other leg in the window there, and the rest of him uh, is smeared all over the inside of the front foyer. Yeah, all courtesy of an explosive hidden within an old-fashioned Halloween prank. A fatal huh? prank, to be oh, sure. No, night, night. And who could possibly be the Jeez. prince of criminal fatal pranks? None other than the fooler. <laughs> Damn it, Boo! What? Interrupt me like that? No, everybody knows this fooler. His stupid recording's still going on. Yeah, but I don't know. Something doesn't smell right about this. <laughs> That's all that burnt dog poo. Hoo-wee. Yeah, well, I don't need you two to back off. I don't need you idiots tromping around through this crime scene. There's going to be a lot of attention on this murder, as Crutch Sweat was a prominent businessman. So just keep out and don't ruin the investigation. There's no need for further investigation, wet one, as the killer has already left his signature. Signature? I don't see a signature. All I see is that stupid fooler recording 
and a flaming bag of dog shit. <laughs> Shut up, Blue. Get your ass in the night cruiser. And soon the night cruiser can be seen streaking through the streets of Cityopolis. Man, it really sucks that Fooler had to go and kill somebody tonight. Now we gotta do work and miss out on the annual Halloween costume party at club night. Yeah, well, it's probably just as well. What, what do you mean? Well, last year's party really creeped me out. I don't want to have to go through that again. Oh, yeah. Boogeyman made that, that bewitcher guy open that hole in the middle of the air. <laughs> I wonder what that was all about. I don't know, and I don't care to ever know. Because <laughs> you're scared. Damn right. Look, you want to mess with a doorway to hell, be my guest. But leave me out of it. <laughs> well, there better be some candy left over when we get back. Of course, well, that doorway to hell opens up again. I don't think I'll want any of it, because the last time made the whole club smell like a butthole. It took Smiddly a week to clean that out of there. Yeah, but wait, of course, candy. What? Well, what do you mean? It's simple, Bobo. I seem to recall news of the fooler taking up residence within an old Van Putin subsidiary, a factory, a candy factory. Yes, Sugar Daddy Candy. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about him and old Lady Van Putin getting together. Oh man, that's disgusting. Yeah, but they've since separated, battling it out over the control of the Van Putin fortune. Here's the fooler has managed to maintain control of Sugar Daddy Candy as one of the Van Putin assets. Huh. With all that Van Putin money, I wonder why he wanted to kill that Crutch Sweat guy. Well, I didn't know Crutch Sweat well, but... Being in certain circles of the business community of Cityopolis, I had heard tell he wasn't exactly a man on the up and up. <laughs> well, he's up all over the place now. <laughs> oh, all right, Boo. Damn it. But the point of the matter is, Bobo, even if there is no rhyme or reason for the murder of Crutch Sweat, it simply proves that despite all the money that the fooler was able to acquire through his marriage to Van Putin, a tiger can never change his stripes. Tiger? What's that got to do with the fooler? <coughs> never mind of all that. Oh, look. There it is. Sugar Daddy Candy Factory. Sugar Daddy? Huh. I ain't never heard of that kind of candy. That's because Sugar Daddy develops candy exclusively... For adult novelty stores. Damn, there are a lot of trucks out here. What's going on? Hmm, it appears they're in the middle of loading up and shipping out product. We could use that as a distraction and able to slip in and apprehend the fooler. Come on, let's go. And soon our masked marvels slip in to the factory floor of Sugar Daddy Candy. Look, there he is, Bobo talking with his crewman. Hmm. I'll have to take this very carefully. Be able to catch him without too much interference from his henchmen. Huh. They just look like ordinary factory workers to me. If they work for the fooler, then they're henchmen. Oh, yeah. Huh. You know, this candy looks stupid. I mean, some of it looks like a flower. But those other pieces of candy, they look like a pee-pee! <laughs> Shut up, Boobo! Oh, no! Hey, night, Boobo! What the hell are they doing? Oh, shit! Must deploy! Night, night! Yes! 
And once again, as a result of sheer panic, Night Knight does indeed deploy his explosive 99 gas, which makes short work of the floor. And... Stop right there, Fuller. There's no escape. Night Knight. As it's all your horrible, lethal scheme ends tonight. Damn it, Night Knight. How are you able to figure out my plan to fool people into buying my sugar daddy candy secretly laced with an addictive narcotic, thereby turning them into junkies that would be completely dependent on me for their next fix? Wait, <laughs> that's what? stupid. What? <laughs> it's a great candy that looks like a pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Fulo! <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Fulo? Is this some clever ruse to get uh, out of the guilt of the murder you huh? committed against Croft Sweat? Crutch what? What are you talking about? Alright, back what? off, Night Night. Wet one! What are you doing here? What I'm always doing. Police work. Look, Commissioner! <laughs> this kitty looks like a pee-pee! <laughs> well, wet one, since you're here to do police work, I suggest you carry it out. Here is the suspect in the murder of Crutch Sweat. Put him under arrest. The only one to be placed under arrest is you and Boobo. <laughs> what? What insane grounds do you reach that conclusion? All the several counts of assault against these men, not to mention the exposure to a potentially toxic chemical, and, of course, the massive property damage. <laughs> Quit horsing around, Whitwin. The fooler is guilty of murder. Well, that's where you're wrong. Turns out, he's not the suspect. <laughs> what? What? That's insane. He clearly is. No, I... I he is it. After doing police work, you know, like professional detectives do, well, several interviews with several witnesses can place him at another scene what? at the time of the crime. Uh, Besides, there's been another murder. Wait, another murder? That's right, Night Night. It appears a man by the name of Peter Glutepimple became the victim of, at first, what seemed to be a simple Halloween prank of his house being teepeed. <laughs> but this particular brand of toilet paper ended up engulfing him to the point to where he asphyxiated. And once again, the recording of the signature calling card of the fooler was left at the scene. What the hell is going on? Who is trying to frame me for murder? Well, that's the question of the night, isn't it, fooler? think you want to come downtown with us and we can try to figure out who might have it in for you in order to pull this off. I will not do anything until you charge Night Night and Bobo with assault and battery and damage to my property. Oh, you can forget that, fooler. Bobo and I were clearly here in the duty of justice. <laughs> duty. <sighs> Just told you, Night Night, the man has an alibi. He didn't kill Crotch Sweat. He certainly didn't kill Glute Pimple. I'm not talking about those crimes. I'm talking about the crime of drug trafficking. What? It appears Night Nut's got a point there, Commissioner. The boys and I just found several drones of illegal narcotics in the back room of the factory. Uh, uh, oh, yeah? Uh, uh, oh, shit. Well, Fooler, this certainly changes things. But night-night, who the hell killed Cross Sweat and Glute Pimple? I don't know, Bobo. It could be that this is indeed someone who has a grudge against the Fooler, and that could be a multitude of suspects. Or it could be the sinister work of a serial killer whose modus operandi 
is to pose as costume supervillains. Or maybe he's just some asshole who dressed up like the fooler for Halloween. <laughs> oh no, will the murders of Crotch Sweat and Glute Pipple ever be solved? Well, maybe we'll find out in the next exciting adventure of Night Night. has been a Nails In production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Okay, and no, uh, the next episode of Night Night will not reveal the killer. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I got to think of something to make it fit within Thanksgiving. So that'll be the next holiday for your night night adventure. And we'll we'll get back in in the meantime to Baron Void. We'll wrap that one up, and then uh, another uh, Bubba Star gone and all that. So and uh, so uh, yes, uh, and there'll be a Christmas story and on and on and on. The original, the last year's uh, night night Halloween special will be on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Uh, where uh, the night night eventually goes, and uh, my BitChute channel as well. So, you know, catch that. In the meantime, happy Halloween. And, uh, well, as for what comes next, and no, I'll see you in November. And, uh, well, we'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> Good night. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be probably ignored.